you are not your decisions because you can always make new ones. Mm -hmm. And so you are like, we start to self-identify ourselves by our decisions and say, I'm not smart. I'm stupid. I make poor decisions. I'm this. I'm I that. always do this. To I myself. always do this to myself. So th that is a danger zone because then you think that you can't make new decisions. Well, that is the definition of being stuck in a rut, right? right? When you feel hopeless and helpless and you're just like, it is what it is. Welcome to the Push Podcast. Why push? Because a nudge is just too friendly. And friend, we're here to help you get your shit together. I'm Eddie. And I'm Janelle. And we're the Copelands. We've got three daughters, two businesses, a mortgage, and lots of responsibilities. So just like you, we're struggling to find that perfect balance of ambitious go-getter hustle while still staying present, loving our kids, and working on our relationship. <laughs> and doing the laundry, going to the grocery store. Oh, and don't forget being mindful. Yeah, yeah mindful all of this. the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? You're in the right place. So get ready to be pushed. Hey guys, welcome to the Push Podcast with Janelle and Eddie Copeland. Hey everybody, how's it going? We are so glad that you are tuning in for the second week of our Push Podcast. Woo, we made it. Oh uh, man, it was so awesome. So last week, for those of you that have been following the journey, let me bring you up to speed. We launched this podcast to be able to have great conversations with people like you who do things like people like us. <laughs> <laughs> and what's interesting is my yeah. sister, Richland, she asked me before we launched the podcast, sis, what's the podcast going to be about? And I said, you know how like everyone is just busy AF lately and mm -hmm. you know that you need to spend time focusing on your relationships and your friendships. And you always feel so good when you have a day, let's say like a family barbecue or a friend's having a barbecue on a Sunday and you go, even though you don't really have time to go, but you go and then just in conversation, like someone's there, someone maybe has like older kids. And so you hear about how they're raising their kids or how their kids are ruining their lives. Right. Or someone's newly pregnant, newly married, or like last night we were hanging out with some new friends that were getting ready to celebrate 28 years of marriage. Oh, wow. So when you hang out with people, you said, oh, wow, like you weren't there last night. I must have missed that part of the conversation because I was a little <laughs> late. So I didn't realize that. But um, it was interesting because we sat there. I had no idea who they were. And when you sit down and you start talking to people and mm -hmm. you start sharing like your life with them and you learn so much about what you have in common, yep. what they do differently and like different stages of their lives they're in. So that's pretty amazing. 28 years. That's yeah, crazy. Long time. So the point of the push podcast is for you to have this daily dose of friendship and connection. And I want you to kind of picture like you're going to a barbecue with Janelle and Eddie Copeland every Tuesday. We're going to be talking to you about some of the things that we talked about with people yeah. throughout the week, some of the things maybe we were struggling with, challenges we had within our family, our business, maybe with some of our students. And it's just going to be like a 45 minute investment of your time that's going to feel really good because you're most of you wrote in and said, I feel like I'm just talking to my friends. That's right? awesome. And can I just preface this is one of those. What kind of barbecue is this? I want to know. Is this just like a hood barbecue? Because a hood barbecue, it's very, very different than, hey, we're just, we're going to a local friend in, this, in modern day suburbia and having a barbecue. 
This is like a combination okay. of all of it. All right. So like you gotta, you'll have a couple hood friends because they bring the best <laughs> playlist, right? So some ratchet music yeah. might be playing. But then you're like, oh, my God, these people are just so well educated. Yeah. I guess that'd be like my brother, Jared and Chrissy, yeah. right? Yeah. So my brother, Jared, went to Dartmouth University. He's super, super smart. And his humor. I love you, bro. But his humor is a little on the drier side. And you just have to like stay with him yeah i love but his humor, he's though. so funny and so i guess it's like a barbecue it's our family like yeah. some of our family lots of laughter lo right. lots of fun lots of bagging on each other yeah. so you got to have thick skin right and right. we're definitely going to be that family that pushes you to be like oh girl what are you doing about that yeah. like that is a problem you need to fix asap right <laughs> So, that is real life people. So you, you think, Janelle, if this is your first time <laughs> listening to this podcast, <laughs> uh, hopefully it's not because you've actually gone back and listened to the first couple. Uh, Janelle has no problem telling strangers when they need to get their sh together for sure. Did you just so, bleep out yourself? I don't know why I did that. I don't know either. It gets your shit together. Uh, <laughs> but it's interesting because I think you did you say that to someone last night? Like, oh, yeah, you need to get it together, girl. Well, OK, so this is a bonus episode. And one of the things is we wanted to come on and just thank you so much for your support last week with the podcast and the five episodes that we released. And I mean, some of you were sharing on your stories. So many of you shared and we just want to say thank you. Yeah, like, absolutely. At some point in the first week of our launch, we were going against 20,000 people in our category. And at some point we ranked 18 in a 1,200 podcast category and i just was like blown away i think by it was that. more i think it was twelve thousand or something like that did i say 1200 yeah, yeah twelve thousand. but in a personal development space we did really well like yeah 18 that's so that's awesome so, so we i'll take keep that, that momentum going but thank you so much i think it was one of those things where i was like i was seeing very familiar names and we were up there with them in the rankings for podcasts so that's awesome. Yes. And some of you shared in your stories. You were listening at the gym. Super proud of you. Get your workout on. Some of you were hiking in British Columbia. Shout mm. out to Sadra. And some of you were listening with headphones on in your car because Uncle Eddie and Janelle, uh, Uncle Eddie and Aunt Janelle, we say a few swear words. So thank you so much. Mostly That's Aunt the point. Janelle. <laughs> uh, anyways, so we want to hop on really quick to do this bonus episode with you. Why? Because throughout the week, we had tons of stuff that we were doing with the kids. I don't know. I think I donated maybe 24 hours yeah, to, in total sure. to Jordan's school this weekend. They had a drama festival, which is like the equivalent of some of you have soccer tournaments for your kids and you're like secretly praying that they lose after the third game. <laughs> like you show up at 7 a.m., you bring your easy up tent, you've got the ice chest with all the freaking snacks. And then it's like if they win the first game, they advance to the next one. <laughs> and then like midday, it's hot as hell and you're bored and you're thinking about all of your like chores piling up and all the stuff you could be doing. You have swamp ass, you're oh. sweaty and hot, you're sunburned. And then you're just like telling your husband, low key, I hope they lose. <laughs> You know what I'm talking uh, yeah. about. Yeah. And you always hear from parents, especially like these days when you talk to parents that have kids in soccer and you go, oh, what are you guys doing this weekend? Oh, we got a soccer tournament. Right. They, if they win, they keep playing. And so <laughs> it's just like, oh, OK. 
Well, good luck to you, the parents, and right. your hopes that they lose. So right. that's pretty funny. So I bring this up because Jordan was in a festival, which is like the Olympics of acting. And if she advanced to the next round, then we won. I'm telling you, by the last round, well, when they were announcing the winners, I was like sweating yeah. and I was so nervous and we had been there all day and you're invested and Jordan won first place with her team. So was I, it was definitely a day worth investing. So anyways, I say that because throughout the week, we got so many emails, so many reviews, so many of you sent in just great things on social media that episodes were resonating with you. But guess what? The one that stood out the most was about being stuck in a rut. And I have a few people that I want to talk to you about that I'm not going to call them out because I don't want to do that on episode number six of the (laughs) podcast. But I ran into a friend. She's a stay-at-home mom. She's got a ton of kids. By a ton, I mean like six or seven at any given moment because they foster. And she was like, I just feel so stuck. Yeah. I feel like I'm doing the same thing over and over. I feel like I can never really get ahead. I feel like I'm tired all of the time. I feel like I don't have enough help. I feel like my house is falling apart, which means my life is falling apart. I feel like I have no time for myself. And just kind of, it turned into this great conversation where I feel like we wound up kind of talking it through. And I was like the whole time, I wish I was recording this. I wish I was recording <laughs> this. Cause I know that the conversation right. would serve so many people. Right. Yeah. And I think that in the first, in the second rut, the second episode, I think we revealed like for ourselves when we felt that way. And now hearing the stories of others that also have like continue to feel that way or felt that way before we wanted to make sure we showed up to give some solutions because I think that uh, although we shared kind of our path to getting out of a rut, I think that some people need some tactics and some tangible things that they can use to help them uh, move themselves forward in life. And so today we want to talk about Stuck AF. Here's how you push through. Okay, that's the title. Yeah. Being Stuck AF and here's how you push through. So maybe you're thinking, well, I'm not a stay-at-home mom and I don't have six kids. Another woman who I'm friends with, I saw her yesterday at the the drama festival. She is a single mom managing two kids. She's trying to do all of this stuff for them. And so I asked her, like, she's overwhelmed also. She's feeling stuck. She's feeling, she said, at one point today, I completely broke down and cried Mm -hmm. or one point last week. And I was like, okay, so let's talk about how, like, how did you get there? Right. And I think that that was the tactic that I did with my other friend as well. And, but before we get into that, you might be thinking, well, I'm a guy. How does this apply to me? Yeah. And I think what's very different for men is that a lot of times our, us being stuck in a rut is really having to do with our work and what we do every single day. And then also obviously our relationships uh, with our wives and things like that, but If work is not going well, if we're not moving in the path that we want, if we feel like we don't have a certain level of control uh, or access to success, then I think men are really devastated by the feeling of being stuck in a rut. And so where I think we're women, from what I've learned and gathered, it's tied to them serving their family so often, whether it be the kids or whether it be their husband or whether it be the home life then they lose themselves in a sense. And so that's when they start to feel really stuck, where I think for men, it's more in their line of work. 
Hmm. And maybe you're feeling like, well, I'm not really stuck in a rut. That's great. Congratulations yeah. to you. But I, I would say that a lot of people that we come into contact with at some point feel like you're just stuck in the day-to-day routine and it just feels like a little hopeless, like you can't get out of it. And so today we want to talk to you about some tips to help push through that. Mm-hmm. And I would say the first one would be ask yourself how. You got to start with a little self-awareness. So what I did with the two friends that I spoke with this week in great detail, at great length, I was like, okay, well, how, like, why? I really say why, but Eddie thinks why is definitely like some people can't handle why. Yeah. And I'll explain a little bit because I think when you use the words why, like why me, why is this happening to me? Why did I let this happen? Then what ends up happening is you start to shame yourself. You start to move from a place of moving forward to deepening the feeling of regret or frustration because why is not an an access word? Why is a word that takes you inward, which is sometimes okay, but when you're trying to explain something that you know you're not thinking about properly in the first place, then what ends up happening is that you just, you don't get any solutions, you don't Mm -hmm. get any answers. So we'll switch, we'll swap out why for how. So like I said, well, how did you get into this situation? How did you get to the place where you feel like you're just doing too much? And each of them said, Well, I guess I just let it happen, right? So like the one that's the single mom was like, well, I was trying to create something that I thought that would benefit my kids. So I signed them up for all the things that I couldn't do when I was a kid. I signed them up for all the activities, all of the extracurricular stuff. I'm really involved in their school. And we talked in episode four about how you're going to ruin your kids because the whole point of that episode was you're going to do the exact opposite of what your parents did. And then I guess when you go through your little rut with your kids, because you chose a different avenue to raise them, then you go, okay, this is why my parents did this. Or maybe they weren't even purposeful with it, but now it looks like a better solution, right? Yeah. And I hope you guys caught that because what Janelle just talked about was the path, like what actions and decisions led to you feeling this way where is she, if she would have said, well, why is this happening? She says, and then the, the lady would have said, "I'm because I'm a pushover. She would have identified herself as something that's really hard for Janelle to even help her with, mm-hmm. where call, asking her, how did you get here? She can backtrack and said, these are all the decisions that I made, and that's why I'm here. Well, so I literally now, just kept saying, well, how? Yeah, how? exactly. How? And then we came to the arrival of, well, I did it because this is what I was lacking from my childhood, right? Mm. So then let's go back to my friend who's a stay-at-home mom with all of these kids. And I was like, okay, well, how did you get to a point where you feel like your husband, he's a great provider, he goes to work all day, he comes home, now he expects a hot dinner, he expects a clean home, he expects that you've helped the kids with the homework, he expects all the stuff. It doesn't make you a bad person, but how did you get there? And we went how and how and how, right? And she eventually arrived at, well, that's how his mom raised him. So that's kind of what he expects. And it's what I thought was good because I agreed that I would be a stay-at-home mom so I could give him the life that we thought was happy. And in both of these cases, I think what I wanted them to takeaway was, okay, well, now that we've arrived, and let me tell you, we asked 30 minutes of questions, right? right? But after we 
kind of figured out, okay, well, this is what it is. And I guess that's step number one is just self-awareness. Like ask yourself why or how you got there and don't beat yourself up about it, but you've got to really take some good inventory of like, I wonder how I let this happen. I wonder how so many years have gone by and this has been okay. And then the second step I would say is like, understand that it's okay to change things. Right. If you've realized that, hey, we're at this place and this has happened all this time and it's been great and it has served us in this many seasons. But now the season that I want to get into, because you should be growing and evolving, it just doesn't work in this season, which is why you're feeling stuck in a rut. Right. I think the word for that is is grace. Like you have to say, okay, we got here. We have to forgive ourselves for whatever decisions we have we made that put us in a situation where we're frustrated or upset or, or depressed or whatever the case may be. And I, like I like to say, grace gives you a new race, right? And so when you give grace or forgiveness to your past decisions, then you're able to move forward and make different decisions to help you get to a better place that you want to get to. But if you don't get to that place where you're forgiving yourself and you're beating yourself up, oh, why me? I'm, And then you start to identify yourself as those decisions. And I think that's really important to make really clear with people. You are not your decisions because you can always make new ones. Mm-hmm. And so you are like we start to self-identify ourselves by our decisions and say, I'm not smart, I'm stupid, I make poor decisions, I'm this, I'm I that. always do this to I myself. I always do this to myself. So th- that is a danger zone because then you think that you can't make new decisions. Well, that is the definition of being stuck in a rut, right? right? When you feel hopeless and helpless and you're just like, it is what it is. Right. So your friends, Janelle and Eddie Copeland are here to tell you, it not. it's not just it is what it is. Like we get to make a decision on choosing things that bring us joy. And that kind of sparked a whole nother conversation for my stay-at-home mom friend. She, I said, what really would your perfect day look like? What would make you happy? Like if we know what doesn't make you happy, what would make you happy? She literally couldn't answer the question. Yeah. And I think in, initially you say things like, well, I just want some me time. You know, I, I said, well, that's probably not it because she was, yeah, well, I go and I, I said, what do you do for yourself? She said, I'll go and I'll get a pedicure, you know, like once a week or something. Oh, yeah. Then you go for an hour. It's just you. Maybe your husband watches the kids, but then you're sitting there because you're tired mm-hmm. and you're on social media. And before you know it like that, an hour has gone by and you didn't get the rest, relaxation, right. the clarity that you needed. So it requires deeper work. Like mm-hmm. it's going to take more than a pedicure to get you unstuck. Right. right. So why don't you just start with like a question that's like, what makes me happy? What would make me happy if I could snap my fingers and I could just get out of this so-called rut that I'm in? What would I really want to do? So what's your ideal day? What's your perfect day? What time would you wake up? What would you have for breakfast? I'm not talking about if you won the lotto. Right. I'm just saying like, what would make you happy? What time would you wake up? For me, I'm not really an early riser, but I love waking up when it's still kind of dark outside on my own without an alarm. I love waking up when I'm excited about something, a goal, whether it's to go to the gym, whether it's to work on a podcast or whatever it is that I'm working towards. So how could you create some excitement in your day, right? And that's a difficult question for a lot of people, especially when you're feeling stuck. It's like, well, I can't sit here and build my Barbie dream life. Like, no, this starts like this is where it has to start. What do you want? And I think that it's so important that you ask yourself that question because 
we have found through through working with our students and with just different individuals, we are so familiar with what we don't want. And we basically rehearse that in our minds, what we don't want over and over and over again. And we're not even understanding that we're manifesting what we more don't more be, don't want because of the fact that we're constantly talking about it in our heads, having this self-dialogue. But that's why I think people have a tough time with the question, what do you want? Is because you don't even have to give yourself time to think about it. But if you start to start putting things together, maybe writing down your perfect day, putting together a plan of saying, here, here's the things I think I want. Like, just start there. Like, mm-hmm. I think I want this. I think this would make me feel good. I think then that's a great place to start. So then here's another question I asked her. I said, what brings you joy? And she was just like, uh, it's always funny because when I ask people that, their eyes immediately roll up and I know that they're like trying to tap into their imagination. Yeah. And so she's like, I don't really know. I said, no, you know, like think about when you were a kid, when you look at your kids and they're, you know, four years old and they're running through your yard, pretending they can fly. That's imagination. Like they, they have no limits to how much fun they can have in a day. Right. Yeah. They have no responsibilities, but what would bring you joy? Right. What would be, I said, don't you think that your kids would find so much joy if mom just said F the dishes ran outside into the backyard and you start pretending to fly with them. And she immediately smiled. Mm. And so I think it's an important question that I, I hope all of you like ask yourself today, what brings you joy? Yeah. What things do you find joyous? And I've asked probably four girlfriends this in the past 30 days. Every single one of them said, I don't really know. And that's a big thing because I think when you lose that understanding of like what makes you happy, then you perpetuate this rut that you have a tough time getting out of because you don't see anything different. You don't see a future of happiness or joy. You only see your current state of reality. And I think that then people get into a place where they they, they feel hopeless, yeah. right? And then when you feel hopeless, then you can just really spiral out of control. So I think that getting someone to just dream big and to say, hey, let me, not even big, let's just say you go outside, you play with your kids, you experience the excitement that they experience. Mm -hmm. It's going to trigger like certain things that bring you joy. Yeah. So for me, I feel like I've been wanting to take a pottery class for a while and I missed the cutoff date over the summer. But that's something like that would be fun for me right. just to go do something that's creative and crafty. That's not my business that I'm not making money from. But that would bring me joy. And so what's the root of that? Well, I love using my hands. I love creating. I love trying new things. So I would just ask you, friends, like I need you to ask yourself a very serious question today, and that is what would make me happy because if you're feeling stuck in a rut and all you're doing is perpetuating the same unwanted feelings then it's not going to bring you clarity like you will find zero clarity when you feel like you're doing the same thing over and over and you feel helpless and hopeless and so i told her the next time you go get a pedicure I'm going to need for you to get a journal, go get you an 88 cent notebook from Target or Walmart and a composition book, get a pen and just write down like what would make me excited? You know, what things bring me joy? And then I said, here's another question. What if and fill in the blank? What if I said, what is the first thing you think of? I said, what if you lost 30 pounds? And she goes, oh, God. 
So I said, would that give you more confidence? Yes. Would that give you more energy? Yes. Would you feel better about yourself? Yes. Would you feel less stuck if you were able to accomplish something like that with your body? Yes. Do you feel like your uh, excitement level would increase? Yes. Okay. Then maybe start there. And then I think women are listening and they're like, I don't have time to go to the gym. Well, you kind of don't have time to stay stuck, right? Mm. So it leads me to the next tip for getting out of a ruck, for getting out of a rut, which is communication. Like who are the parties involved in this and how can we sit down and just say with an open mind, hey, you know, this has served us up to this point, but I want to talk to you about maybe some of the things that are on my mind that I need your help with. Right. And then we talked about that. Like, you know, that stupid saying, like it takes a village. Well, it takes a village. Like so many people, women in particular, don't ask for help, right? right? And so I was like, is it true that you have in-laws or family or friends that are probably always telling you, if you ever need help with anything, let me know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and do you do that? No. no. Right? But you know, this is so important. You have to have that time with yourself first mm -hmm. before you have the communication. And the reason why is if with Janelle's advice, if she doesn't go and take that that book and create a quick journal and start to write down the things that she feels that would make her feel joy, then what ends up happening is you come to the communication with no solutions or no ideas. You're just dumping your you're problems. You're just dumping your problems. You're dumping your frustrations. And then the people in the parties involved, all they do is absorb that frustration and mm -hmm. that energy, and they don't have any solutions for you. They don't know what's going to bring you happiness. And so you get to the stalemate where it definitely can turn into an argument. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think that the time. So for you guys who are listening, make sure that you do that. Get some time where you have clarity and start to write down. Get back to yourself, like mm -hmm. get back to knowing who you are. Have that self-awareness, because most times joy is not that far away from where you're at. Yeah. It's like inches away. It's like paying attention to that one thing in your life right now that you're not paying attention to. Mm -hmm. uh, like in Janelle's example, I think that was really great. Like if the kids are playing outside, you're one decision away from playing outside with them mm -hmm. and just getting a taste of what it feels like to have like a childlike spirit. Yep. And I think that that is invigorating. I think that triggers so much for people. Another thing to do, I think, in your new journal um, is identify the places of comfort that are keeping you stuck in life. So like oftentimes we feel stuck and it's just simply because we're not pushing ourselves to do things that we know that we should be doing. So example, again, would be working out, eating healthy, managing your finances, um, limiting your screen time on your phone. So many people know that they're tired, they're overworked, they're overwhelmed, but then you choose to pick up your phone 135 times a day and scroll mindlessly through Facebook or Instagram, you know that you are living in places of comfort that are holding you back from living your best life, but you're just choosing to live there. This is really what most people call a rut. Yeah. And it's like, a self-chosen rut, right? right? So like, I know that I'm lacking energy. I know I'm not feeling my best. I know that I need to lose some weight. I know that I'm already struggling for time. Let me sit here and eat some hot Cheetos and just scroll through Facebook because and yeah, and watch you're overwhelmed. Yeah, it, That's why. But a lot of it is stuff. I'm not telling you that it's made up in your mind. Your day is probably... You're, you're probably overextending yourself, but a lot of it is stuff like if you do some really great inventory on your habits, your rituals, where you're spending your time, 
and just finding the places of comfort that you're choosing, I promise you that's going to open up a lot of time for you. Yeah. And I think that we are in a society where escapism is is something that we highlight, that we celebrate, that we advertise. And I think that what ends up happening is when you get stuck in a rut, you end up trying to dull the pain or numb yourself. So you go through through Netflix, you start drinking, people start smoking, people start doing different things to kind of get away instead of dealing with themselves, dealing with finding out what that is that's going to bring them joy. So if you are finding yourself finding zero reasons to distract yourself, you're probably getting away from something or getting away from a, an opportunity where you can actually re-examine yourself and find that self-awareness because you're not going to find self-awareness in Netflix. You're not going to find self-awareness in social media. And if you sit down in silence and just being still, you'll probably find a lot more information about yourself that you can help yourself out of this rut. Right. So then sitting down and having the conversations and communicating with the people that are important, right? So like my friend who is the single mom, she's overwhelmed because she's going from point A to point B like four times a day with her two kids. And it's just a lot. It's yeah. just her. And she doesn't have help or resources or anyone to be there to alleviate some of the responsibilities. So when we discovered, okay, you are, you know that you're just overextending them. You're agreeing to let them do all of this stuff. So by the way, these kids are 16 years old. Mm -hmm. When you're 16, you're two years away from being an adult. Can we give them some responsibilities? Can we let them learn the bus schedule, the train schedule? Can we let them find a ride? I mean, I right. know you were eight, nine playing yeah. sports trying to find a ride to get from a tournament to the school or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we talked in the last episode about kids having the autonomy to figure things out. Right. And I will tell you, we let our kids figure out a lot of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So if your kids are always bringing problems to you and you're always putting out all of their fires, then you're robbing them of a very important lesson to problem solve yeah, and so to figure shit out on their just own. Just look at them and go, I can't help you. What are you going to do? Yeah. So <laughs> let me give you a quick example. Um, when I was working in the bakery, often the kids were always playing sports. And there were times where they would call on game day and be like, I left my jersey at home. Can you go get it? I can't. Mm -hmm. I just can't. I cannot. And so like your lack of planning doesn't constitute as an emergency on my end. And I can't drop all my responsibilities to come do that. Did it make me feel like a terrible mom? Yes. But it also like gave them responsibility. Right. Like mom's not going to come bail me out all the time. And a lot of times when I hear women who are stuck in a rut and they're doing all the things, I got to tell you ladies, with the most loving hug I can possibly give you, you are creating most of this all on your own. Yeah. So we put our kids in a million different sports. We put them in all of these things, academic freaking what competitions and they're doing all of this stuff, you got to do less. Yeah. And the next episode you're going to listen to is really kind of silly about doing less. And you know, like number one, stupid. It's like, do less makeup. Right. If you're overwhelmed every day and it takes your ass an hour to do your makeup, do less of that. Right. Nobody cares. Right. So we're going to talk to you in the future about doing less, but that's really going to help you with a lot of this overwhelm and overcommitment. And your kids are not going to die if you tell them, hey, we're going to sit out this season of soccer. Yeah. They're not. I promise you they will not. 
you're so worried about committing and maybe it's a financial commitment. Like now they're in all these sports and they're doing all the stuff or maybe, well, their brothers are doing this. So now I got to put her in dance and I got, do you have time for that? But at the bottom line is like, we all want all of these different changes, but it's hard for us to let go of things. Right, like We're not we, willing we to do keep, anything about it. We want to change, but we want to keep everything that we've got and we want the change as well. Right. M freaking possible. Yeah. So it's, but it's like, that's what we all think. I mean, we've all been there and we say, oh, we want to change this. I want to change this. I don't want to have to do this anymore. But then we won't let go of anything. We right. want to have a clean house, but I don't want to throw anything away. Mm. Right. And so I want to have a clean mind, but I want to keep all the bad memories. I want to keep all the, the things that don't serve me. Like you got to let it go. You got to dump things. Yeah. So back to solution, making a solution list. I really think that finding the grace with yourself to say, you know what, when did I start believing that every child had to be involved and active in some sort of sport every freaking day of the week? That's not true. Mm -hmm. It's just not true. Eliminate that, right? And I don't want this to be all about the ladies. I know that, Eddie, you had some conversations in the past few weeks with a lot of your friends that are also feeling stuck in a rut. So what things might guys be stuck with that what's some of the advice that you give them? I know all of the advice we're giving is the same and right. it applies to whether you're a guy or a girl, a man or a woman, right. you just have to do less in most cases and get clear on what it is that you want. Yeah, and I think with solutions, I think that's where probably men struggle the most. And the reason why is that because of our wonderful testosterone levels and ego, we are not the most open to solutions, especially when they come from other people, mm. right? And so men want to figure it out on their own. We want to do it in isolation. And I think that what that perpetuates is is a mindset that is not changed because sometimes we need to see something different. We need to hear something different. We need to read something different to change how we look at things and how we approach things. And so we take these really bad strategies and of thinking and we try to put them in a place where we can make change and that cannot happen. And so men get stuck because they stay in, them, in themselves and they do it in isolation. Women do a really good job of reaching out and talking to other women. And so I think that that's a really good gateway. So for my men out there, like, are you in isolation? Are you allowing yourself to branch out to have other men mentor you? Are you allowing yourself to be coached? Are you allowing yourself to get feedback from your wife or, or your friends or your, whoever it may be to allow you to take on new solutions to move you forward. And I think that that's a key thing. And I think women, though, women retreat. Not all women like pick up the phone and call a girlfriend, especially when you feel like you're a failure. Like mm -hmm. I signed up. I'm just a stay-at-home mom. I'm just a working right. mom. But All even I'm though really... they retreat, once you find them, their vulnerability is more accessible. Oh, when I find them, <laughs> I pull it out of them. But not everybody is has a friend maybe right. that like says, okay, cut the bullshit. What are you going through? What's, what's wrong? Right. And so that's really the point of this podcast is to cut the BS and say, what are you struggling with right now? Why are you calling this a rut? Let's do some better question asking. Let's figure out how we can find some solutions. And I think the most important thing is like, what can you let go of? Like, is it letting go of ex expectations? Like I have this expectation that to be a perfect wife or be, to be a perfect mom or husband, I have to do X, Y, and Z. And maybe the thing is, is you're doing X, Y, and Z, and you still haven't got the perfect life or it didn't give you the results that you thought you'd have, right? So then do less of that. Right. I mean, 
there's a friend of mine, I've mentioned her before, a goalie. She worked her face off to become an attorney, um, had this great life, you know, worked her way up to be a partner and then started her family and realized, I don't think I love this anymore. So she has a podcast called Lessons from a Quitter because she quit. Mm -hmm. She just quit. But it took her, I think, six years for people to say like, they were telling her like, well, you reach this great, you know, level, everybody wants this. So that stayed stuck in her head. And then she felt stuck. The reality is you're not stuck. You can say no, you don't have to do it. So what things do you need to pivot in your life? What things do you need to take some uh, mental inventory of? What things do you need to tweak that are just not serving you at this stage in your life? And I think this is the gateway conversation to being able to have some really great self-awareness with yourself. You know, hey, you could list stupid stuff like, I don't like paying bills, cross that off. No, that's not smart, right? But if you're struggling financially, you could say, I'm sick of being stuck in a rut financially. And what are some of the things that I can do like to say how? Well, how? How did I get here? Uh, I didn't really have a great role model teaching me how to manage my finances. I don't really have a lot of great principles for how I should manage my money. What could I do now when I'm talking about solution building? I could get a book. There are podcasts that literally teach you how to manage your finances. There are books that teach you how to do that. So anything and everything that you might feel stuck, I stuck at, I promise you someone else felt stuck and someone else wrote a book at about it. And I think that to kind of give some more context to like the different categories, like you think about your physical fitness, your mental fitness, your spiritual fitness, your emotional fitness, your relationship fitness, and you look at all Did those you say thi- financial fitness, and your financial mm-hmm. fitness. And a lot of times your financial fitness is tied to your emotional fitness. Mm-hmm. Right. And so look at those things. Like what is your fitness level on some of those major things in your life? And if you say, hey, on a scale of one to five, my fitness level is at a two. On a scale of one to five, my mental fitness is at a two. Like I'm just mentally drained. I, like I'm not stimulating my mind enough. Mm-hmm. Um, my spiritual fitness, I don't give any time for quiet time. I don't pray. I don't meditate. It's at a one. Like these I are things journal. I don't journal. Like my emotional fitness, I flip out anytime something, any type of obstacles happen in my life. I'm I'm out of out of control. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to do with myself. Um, my relationships with different people are at a one. Right. So those are you look at that and you say. Well, the reason why I'm stuck in a rut is because my fitness levels and all these things are really, really low and I've allowed them to get there. Okay, great. What would I need to do to get my fitness level more uh, increased? How do I get that to a four, mm-hmm. right? How do I get my emotional fitness to a, a four as well? And like you start moving these things up and before you know it, you start to ease yourself out of these 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 ruts. Yeah, but if we're taking baby steps, I think the most important thing, friends, that you can do right now is to just get yourself a little journal, a notebook, take some notes, take some mental inventory around the things in your life that you feel like you feel stuck with, and then have those conversations. Like in in the situations with my two friends, it was like, can you sit down with your kids and tell them, hey, I'm tired and I'm going to need your help? And so here's the thing on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I will happily drive you all over. But on Tuesdays and Thursdays, any activities you commit to, I need you to figure it out. Public transportation is something that a lot of people utilize, especially they're 16. They're not four, Right. right? They're 16. So exercise your ability to empower them to be critical thinkers. But I think you're 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 telling them to exercise the ability to let go. Yeah. Yeah. Let, Let go of those responsibilities, 
like give that back to people. Like mm-hmm. it's okay to give people back their problems, right? I want to do this. My problem is like, I don't know how to get there. Okay. Right. You take that problem as a parent and you say, okay, I'll, I'll do it for you. And then when it gets to a point in time where you just say, okay, I got to give this problem back to you. Yep. This week, I can just tell you that uh, volunteering with some of the moms at the school and talking with a lot of them, learning, you know, about women are easy. We usually easily open up about like, oh, you know, like I'm busy doing all the stuff, this and that. And then when you start to complain, for lack of a better word, you're just sharing. But Mm -hmm. um, then you start to uncover like I what I uncover is a lot of people are overcommitted. A lot of moms just they do too much for their kids. And I'm not saying leave your kids stranded, like don't, you know, be a good mom. But you need to do less for your kids. You don't need to cut their apples if they're teenagers. You don't need to pack their lunches if they're over 10. You don't need to drive them all over town 25 times a day if they're over 16. So just really take some inventory for all of you moms out there. Like, what am I doing to rob them of very important lessons? I had a friend that when our kids were 15, she wouldn't let her kid walk home from high school. And I was like, well, when she turns 16, do you plan on like letting her drive? And she goes, oh, yeah, we already have a car for her. So you're telling me that when she turns 16 one year from 365 days from now, you're comfortable with her being behind a ton of metal driving on a street that could potentially she could kill someone, someone else could kill someone, but you won't let her walk home from school. She says, no, there's crazy people out. Like you think she's going to get kidnapped at 15 years old? but you're okay with her operating machinery. Like that doesn't make sense. So I really want for you moms who are, you don't even know it, but you might be a control freak. I'm gonna need for you to take some inventory about all of the things you're committing to. And then I hear so many women say like, well, you know, I gotta make dinner, I gotta do this. If you have kids over 10, they can help you with dinner. Mm -hmm. I've been making pots of rice since I was probably eight. And my mom would maybe make the meat. I've been steaming vegetables since I was at least eight or nine. Like your kids also, I could go on and on about this, but your kids have to be set up to be properly functioning humans in a few years. So if you're robbing them of all these lessons and they don't know how to cook, they don't know how to do dishes, they don't know how to do laundry, right? Right. So one of my girlfriends, the one, the stay-at-home mom, she's, I said, why don't the kids help you with laundry? She goes, well, the other day, the teenage boy was like, mom, I need this wash. And she goes, go wash it. He goes, I don't know how to use the washing machine micro fail. Yeah, absolutely. Like we did that, right? We've <laughs> done that to our kids. Yeah. So just relinquish some of the stuff, let it go. You can't be in control of everything and start just doing some inventory of things that you need to do less of in order to feel less overwhelmed. And, and I'll just say, guys, if you're, you're out there right now and you're listening intently, you're thinking, okay, this is about women. I will tell you this. Here's the thing. If you are wondering, how do I know if I'm stuck in a rut? I think for guys, if you find yourself doing things where it distracts you, where you are um, maybe drinking a little too much, um, or you find yourself overindulging in sports. Mm. And I'll tell you this because I see this quite often. When guys get too, too involved in sports, like they watch every game, they know gotta watch, the they know everything, they know, they know, they know LeBron stats, but they don't know their own stats. Mm. Like, like that is a sign where, Hey, where am I putting my focus? I'm putting all of my energy into cheering something else on. 
when you have a wife, when you have a family that require you to show up in a, in a way that helps them with their own ruts. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, you pull yourself out of a rut because you are looking at your wife, wanting her to be that fun and sexy woman that you married. And your ass is over here on the couch you, yeah, with a beer. Yeah. And you're watching LeBron and you're watching the game and like you're not focusing on, okay, how do I like bring some excitement here? How do I come home and and do something different? And yeah, is there a time and a place to watch the game? Absolutely. But if you're using that as your way of kind of getting away and escaping and not knowing it, that is a dangerous place. And before you know it, your whole world will change right beneath you and you haven't even been paying attention. Amen. And we've been there. Yeah, absolutely. We've definitely spent time on things we didn't need to. I used to have the direct TV football package, eight channels, yeah, all that stuff. Eight, eight channels, whatever, 800 channels. Well, it was eight channels on the screen at one time. That's so stupid. Uh, and, and that also is costly. So we it cut it costly. all off. We <laughs> um, got our lives realigned absolutely. and we saved $400 a month. So the, the necessity from a financial standpoint to get rid of that also helped me get away from the overindulging in sports, mm-hmm. like in putting my excitement into someone else's fame and their in ex- the excitement is in, a, in something external instead of the excitement and what I wanted to accomplish. And I can just tell you, like as a wife, it doesn't make you sexy, like for you to be following someone else's stats and be mm-hmm. able to like spit out everything they did. I'm like, that's nice that you do that, but you don't even know what the hell's on the family calendar next right. week. Like yeah. that's stuff would piss me off right so yeah i think you're right guys if you're feeling like you wish your wife would do this this and this maybe if you started paying attention to her and knew her stats and your family stats maybe she wouldn't be secretly resenting you (laughs) she thinks that you're just like a bump on a log and she's not attracted to you right episode for another day. Absolutely. We hope this episode helped you. If you need some additional tips and you want to really walk through this and print some resources out, head over to thepushpodcast.com. We put together a list of resources for you, Um, but please go get that journal, sit down with yourself, find some clarity, and let's get you out of this rut. Thank you for listening to The Push Podcast. Hey, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, you got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review. You leave your handle and until next time push through